Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the show. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Beautiful day in Melbourne ahead of the semi-final for the men at the Australian Open. So this afternoon, it's Stefano Tsitsipas versus Karen Hatchinoff. And then tonight, Novak Djokovic making, looking to make it 10 out of 10 in semi-finals at Melbourne Park when he takes on the unseated Tommy Paul. So finals action at Melbourne Park. Also, finals action gets underway tonight uh, in the BBL. You can hear all the finals on Big Bash Nation. It starts tonight with the eliminator between the Thunder and the Heat. And then it's the Scorchers v. Sixers in the qualifier. And then the Renegades are waiting uh, for the winner of tonight's match between the Thunder and the Heat on Sunday. Uh, the BBL GM, Alistair Dobson, has been good enough to join us ahead of the final starting. G'day, Alistair. G'day, Julian. Great to chat again. Absolutely. I was just saying before, I reckon this final series just works really well. The structure of it, the way it sort of plays out, you know, giving the, the higher teams uh, some sort of advantage. You know, Renegades get a game off, but then it's sudden death. And obviously the two outstanding teams uh, get a second chance. You must be pretty happy with the with the structure of the final series in the BBL. Yeah, certainly setting up well this year with obviously the, the two standout teams uh, head, uh, taking on each other in a, in a big game in Perth tomorrow night. And then, yeah, I think fourth versus fifth is, is an interesting battle tonight as well. So... Um, yeah, it's shaping up um, as well as we could have hoped. There's been so many stories uh, in the BBL, uh, you know, some controversies. Obviously, Steve Smith coming back uh, in recent times and batting so beautifully. Uh, I know the season's hopefully the best is still to come with the finals, but uh, how have you rated it so far? Oh, it's been it's been a fantastic season. I think coming into into this year after a couple of really tough years with COVID and, and crowds being limited and players being limited in their movement, we weren't really sure what to expect, but I think... It's exceeded everyone's expectations in terms of you know the cricket, the cricket itself, and and um, you know the high scoring and close games, but also um, you know as you mentioned, it seems to have been something talkable every night, and whether it's a, a, a ball hitting the roof or um, you know a crazy a crazy catch over the rope or a, or a man cad, there's been you know, lots of lots of really interesting talking points. Um, and it's uh, you know the crowds have responded, the audiences on TV have responded, so um, we've been pretty happy with all that. Oh, this doesn't sound like a dumb question, but but how important are talking points like that? I mean, you've always got talking points with close games and great innings and great bowling performances, great fielding example. But this is important in a competition where entertainment is so important to have the odd controversy like a man cat and ball hitting the roof. Is it actually an important element of the competition? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you want great cricket with exciting close finishes, and we've certainly had that. But alongside that, I think one of the great things about the BBL since it first came along 11 or 12 years ago is that it created a new narrative around cricket, that there's, there's exciting things happen. I think, you know, families and lots of kids come into the games, um, you know, love to see not only great cricket, but but interesting things and, and occasionally quirky things and, and things that drive controversy. And from a, from a league perspective, you know, talkability and debate and the, the occasional controversy is really healthy. It's what drives interest in, in the competition, interest in the players. So particularly when they happen so organically like they have this year with, with either big-name players arriving and doing well or some of those perhaps less predictable um, instances that we mentioned earlier. The test players being back, I mean, 
apart from Steve Smith, who's been amazing, most haven't really performed that well, which is, I guess has been slightly disappointing. But in terms of having them back, have you noticed a has it has there been a bit of spike in TV ratings? Has it has it made a bit of a difference to even more interest in the competition? Yeah, I think across the board, our, the players in the PBL this year have been amazing. We had a great start, you know, in the first perhaps half, two thirds of the competition with some big name overseas players, and as they as their availability uh, ended, the, the big name Australian players uh, arrived, which was which was a great uh, result and gave us a, you know a kick into the second half. And yeah, I think some of them have found the BBL competition perhaps more challenging than they thought, but they've all been incredibly enthusiastic and supportive. And you know you see them on the mark every night, and they've they've really enjoyed their involvement. And I think the fans have really responded too. I think. They love seeing their, their their heroes in their BBL colours, and, and obviously, you know, Steve Smith's headlined that in terms of some of his performances. So, not only on the field, but certainly off the field. Again, I think they've they've really enjoyed signing autographs and meeting the fans again after, as I said, a couple of pretty tough seasons. Speaking to the GM of the BBL, Alistair Dobson, finals get underway tonight with the eliminator between the the Thunder and the Heat. Can we get to a situation where the finals are played and the Australian, you know, Test players? are available, or is that just a, a year-to-year thing depending on the international schedule? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a year-to-year proposition to a degree based on on the summer test schedule and the availability of the Australian players. That said, you'd be across that in our new media rights deal. We, we've reduced the season yep. back to 40 regular season games. That'll allow us to finish a little bit earlier and, and perhaps play the finals in and around the long weekend, which I think uh, creates more opportunity there. There are some seasons over the next five or six where Australian player availability remains limited, but they're also, yeah, the majority of seasons, they'll, they'll have lots of availability. So it is, it's always been a factor in the life of the BBL that it's had to work in and around Australian player commitments. That said, some of the big name, biggest name white ball players and players from around the world are still still the headline acts a lot of the time for the BBL. So um, it's, all, it's all part of the mix. You mentioned the, the re- reduction in the in the season length. An interesting article from Jeff Lawson the other day where he said, basically, given how well this season's gone, maybe it's not the time to trim down the season starting from next season. What, what do you make of that argument? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's always good debate. And I think, again, uh, the BBL generates lots of discussion. I think from our perspective, the considerations in... in changing the structure of the tournament remain. And that's that's the, the dynamic nature of world cricket, the amount of cricket and competition taking place, but also you know, the, the opportunity to schedule the best games in the best slots and drive even bigger crowds and audiences is still, is still first and foremost. So going from 56 back to 40 just enables us to make sure that the best possible competition structure is there. And we talked a minute ago about some of the complexities of, of the Australian Test Summer and International Summer and uh, playing less BBL games allows us to make the ones we do play even better. Renegades been a good season for the Renegades uh, back in the finals, and they'll, they'll play on Sunday the winner of tonight's match between the Thunder and the Heat. Not so much for the Melbourne Stars. I mean, you could argue they're the, probably the biggest franchise you've got. They play at the MCG. Results haven't gone their way, so we're seeing crowds a little bit thin. Does that concern you, that the health on field of the Melbourne Stars, and how important is it to the competition to, to get them up and going? Yeah, it's, it's really important that, that all our teams are competitive. You know, like any competition, you want you want any team to be able to win on any any given night. I think the Melbourne the Stars have been particularly unlucky this year with with some injuries to key players. And you know, we have to remember it was only a couple of seasons ago they they played off in the final. I think two years in a row. So 
it's not like it's been, you know, a long-term challenge for them. I think, you know, knowing the, the people they've got and in charge of the club um, and, and the leaders on the field are really committed to, to, to bouncing back next year. And, and, and you're right, the Melbourne Stars playing at the MCG in front of big crowds is pretty iconic to the BBL. So we'll work really closely with them as we do with every club to, to, to help them where required. And, um, but that said, I think, um, I think the future remains pretty strong for them. You've had, as you said before, there's been two outstanding teams this year and they've probably been the outstanding franchises over the history of the Big Bash, the Scorchers and the Sixers. Uh, you were having a tip on the match on the weekend and who wins the title. Who would it be out of those two? Oh, you're, you're right. They're, they're the two iconic teams with probably the most iconic rivalries. If you can have iconic things in a, in a 12-year-old league. So um, them shaping up in Perth on Saturday night, about as big a game as we can remember. We're expecting a, a really big crowd, and I know both teams are pumped. It is hard to go past the Scorchers, you know, at, at Optus Stadium in Perth. They play it well. You know, they, they've got a, a, an amazing fast bowling attack that seems to continually do the job in, in Perth. So uh, it's hard to go past them. Uh, you know, the, the Sixers are full of really experienced players as well. But my tip right now would be, would be the Scorchers. Um, but it'll be a fascinating game uh, on on Saturday night, and, and the likelihood is they might play again a week later. So um, there's a couple of big games, big games around the corner. What about the crowd size in Perth? I think I read yesterday is that 30,000 seats have already been sold. So what, what sort of crowd do you think you can get for that game? Oh, it's always, it's always hard to put a number on it, Julian. You, you, you're either made to look really smart or really silly after the fact. But I think they've been <laughs> they've been averaging close to 30,000 fans at, at their at their home and away games, which has been phenomenal this year to, to watch those games in Perth. I think we'd be certainly expecting to, to go above that uh, on, on Saturday night. Tickets are selling really well. They're, they're, they're such fanatical Perth Scorchers um, you know, fans in Perth, whether it's in their membership, we see it in merchandise sales, in ticket sales. They, they're incredibly passionate. I expect to see some some passion in the crowd, particularly when, when those big-name Sixers players are out batting against the, their Scorchers opponents. I think that'll be be a pretty good atmosphere at that point. But, yeah, we're expecting a big crowd, um, and they always turn out in Perth. What about expanding the competition, Alistair? Is that something you think will happen? You know, people throw out the idea, should we have a New Zealand team in the Big Bash? Is that something you can see happening, or do you think the franchises we've got at the moment will be the ones we have for quite some time? Yeah, I think the BBL has always been willing and able to evolve, whether that's the rules of the game, whether that's the season structure. So I think never rule anything out from a BBL perspective. That said, right now, our focus is on is on continuing to grow the eight clubs we have, um, you know, that, that, that are all big brands in their own market. So there's no immediate plans for, for expansion. Um, you know, that said, as I said, we, we, we're always innovative and open to it, but but I wouldn't have said it's on, on the top of the list of priorities just right now. Ah, fair enough, too. Uh, Alistair, thanks again for your time. Always generous with your time. And uh, good luck with the final series. Uh, it's been a great competition so far, as you mentioned. And as we say, hopefully uh, the best matches are yet to come. Uh, good luck over the weekend. Thanks, Julian. Appreciate your support. BBL GM Alistair Dobson. You can hear all the matches uh, live on Big Bash Nation, starting tonight with the Thunder v Heat in the Eliminator. This is the captain's run for state transport. Our people are your solution.